0: Welcome to post in Petticoats, your podcast about period dramas by two Brazilian academics living in the UK. Hello and welcome to another episode of Postcolonials in Petticoats. Today we'll be talking about episode 5 of series 1 of Bridgerton, who and I'm Deborah. I am Lucia. And we left off last episode with uh, the jewel and an agreement to, of, of marriage between uh, Daphne and Simon. An agreement with many, many <laughs> air, air commas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so we start the episode with Daphne back
1: home, frantic, hot and hot and bothered. Now, uh, engaged to Simon and to Simon, yes, with Lady Bridgerton a uh, uh, sporting a hangover, fun
0: times, which I love, <laughs> it's just love, so funny. Love Violet with a hangover, and she is super like, she is super like shipping Daphne and Simon from the start so when she hears that they're engaged she's like yes <laughs> but then also when she hears cuz Daphne wants a special license because she's aware of the possible scandal wink wink she is aware of the scandal <laughs> um and uh lady uh, lady violence is just like oh but it's very normal these things happen before marriage when you a man likes a woman you know uh, your father and I and Daphne's like la la la, la I don't want to <laughs> anyway. hear it I don't want to hear it <laughs> but like um, <laughs> but when
1: so the whole thing with Daphne's engagement and the news that she's getting engaged to Simon and not the prince makes um Lady Bridgerton's hangover disappear she's like I will go down with this ship you know and uh (laughs) She's, she's super into it and the thing is was like when uh so Violet thinks that they have done the deed like the actual the... yeah or
0: at least or at least something they cannot come back from <laughs> but
1: but snogging i don't well i don't know enough about the the society of the day, but like so Vi- i think violet kind of thinks that she doesn't need that much of the birds and the bees conversation which will happen later on yes so that's yes, that also does, explains why she, she's so uh completely clueless um Definitely, yes. because then Violet kind of assumes that she knows more than she does, that she has done more
0: than Definitely, she yeah. she has. So and she's only been kissed, yeah. Like nothing actually has happened, yeah. You know. Um. So <laughs> there's a, there's a little nod, as I said, Lady Whistledown nods to scandal. You know, another another Shondaland series, which yeah, I love. Yeah, uh, and I believe there are other se- There are other nods and other references like oh, that throughout the, the show, which is super clever. I haven't seen all of Shonda's shows, so I I'm sure I'm not. Catching them all, but um, but there are loads, just like Pokemon. There are lots and you can catch them all. <laughs> but but
1: you know, um,
0: so we just just to say that
1: um, Eloise is being a dick again because she um she says she's grateful she's not Daphne and then it's like girl be gr-, like yes sure you can be grateful you're not Daphne but your 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 sister is is doing things that then you won't have to do and you should be a bit more. Um, empathetic towards her. <laughs> like it's still so-
0: yes, and and also I think Eloise Eloise kind of suffers. She has not been introduced introduced to the concept of a like more intersectional feminism. And when I say this, is not just regarding race and class, but even within her own class. And how do expect she she is only feminist for herself? Yeah, yeah. She's like at the moment, she doesn't really understand Daphne. She doesn't understand why Daphne wants what she wants. She's very very young, which I guess plays a part here. That's, and, I think, uh, wh- that's
1: why, like, I think the the expositions that her character does kind of annoy me a little bit more because you know that in reality she's too young, too naive, and not intersectional, quote-unquote, intersectional enough, you know, so...
0: Yeah, well, she doesn't care about anybody else, bar from her. So, from from her, her own issues, like trials and tribulations, yeah. which aren't many compared to other women, so as we have seen in this show. So
1: are you just raising flags or you're also actually being feminists in your daily life like in in the way you you act towards other women and you empathize with other women so that's kind of exactly what but that's just a little bit because Eloise is not a big um big character in this episode Um, no no Um, but yeah but then like obviously they want to hurry to get married so that mm -hmm. to avoid a scandal
0: yeah to quash all possible gossip
1: but at the same time then marrying in a hurry like also brings yeah the, so i don't uh, get yeah
0: the question mark like put, puts a question mark on it right yeah so like what you know you're you're doing all of this
1: to get rid of a scandal but then getting married in rush is already. at the
0: same time they because, because at the same time it's very confusing because at the same time well now you're married so you're not so scandal's not gonna befall you in, yes. in that regard but big be, being married so quickly could raise eyebrows and it does it does um, yeah and <laughs> like, but that
1: now it's too late to you know have a you know so i think um
0: then well we have to close i have to close the chapter of the prince and this is what we do here we have the last <laughs> we see the prince again with daphne and he comes to see her he has heard the gossip he has heard the news that she is engaged to the duke and poor Friedrich, I cannot say his name properly, but well, poor Prince, he is so lovely. And he's just like, oh, are you sure? Are you are you doing this uh, from like of your own will? Like you're not being forced into it. And it's very, very lovely. And she's like, oh, like, I'm sorry. And then he's like,
1: no, there was no promise. But I did feel that. I we thought were... we had an
0: understanding. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he just, you know, clarifies everything. And, and that's, uh, and he, his reaction is really you know
0: yeah he's not awful about it he's actually quite nice.
1: justice for friedrich poor guy yeah
0: and, right, and when yes. when he tells when he tells the queen about it as well the queen is mad at him because he's not marrying daphne uh because daphne is the one that she chose to be like the incomparable of the season yeah. um and he's just like well she doesn't want me she loves someone else you know like just i'm gonna go back home bye <laughs> yeah know? i'm gonna do my thing i um, do my thing. But, yeah, anyway, I'm
1: glad that he didn't get with Cressida either. So, I, like, Daphne... Yes.
0: Maybe he'll come back. Maybe this is a, there's an opening for him yeah. to come back nice. at some point. I would love to see him back. The poor guy. Uh, and on the other side, the, the flip side of the coin, we have Simon really very much struggling with the the turn his life has taken, <laughs> which is his own fault, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> his, he's the only one to blame for, for... You don't go into mazes with with unmarried ladies. Yes. Yeah. At parties. If you don't want things to happen. And this is not even the first time he did that. Going into (laughs)
1: gardens and mazes.
0: (laughs) It's not the first time.
1: (laughs) Daphne either. So it's like, didn't you learn your lesson? Like, didn't you punch this guy? Clearly not. (laughs) He punched Burbrook and caused Burbrook to be angry and vengeful. So, I mean, he caused his own... (laughs) Doing
0: dodgy things in secret can always bring about bad consequences
1: but in like what i find is like we i kind of knew i hadn't read the book but when i saw this episode first time i kind of knew that it wasn't an impossibility to have children it was mm-hmm. uh because he wouldn't have like did he did was he tested like in in regions no, of england that's not really, you know
0: yeah he says that when remember when we have the flashback with his father when he fa- his father dies and he tells his uh, father is this this has happened already, yeah, hasn't? Yeah, it? Yeah. Or am I? Uh, yeah. yeah. So we know as an audience that he has promised his father that he will not continue the line. It's just Daphne doesn't understand. She, he he says he can't have children, and she just accepts it. It's a linguistic problem
1: case. at like at, at at heart, and it's like the problem is that yes, he promised his dying father that he wouldn't you know continue the line. At the same time, and then uh, later on, we see her questioning this like so you're keeping your promise to a man you hate a promise to hurt him but then it you're still keeping a promise over, uh, uh, over over my happiness like i mean it's it doesn't it's ridiculous and i just don't empathize with him i just like he's like oh i cannot give of course you can
0: just don't pull out at I, the last I, minute Looks i like. empath i empathize with him <laughs> insofar as nobody n- has to want to have children no yeah that's true, and I think that's something we'll talk. We can talk about it when we get to the episode. But I think it's very, it, very quickly he just changes his mind.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know. And I think that that, that, that because his his problem with, was with his father, so there's there's clearly a lot of daddy issues involved. Yeah, a the problem is not about questions th- that were not solved. The problem is
1: not about having children. That you know that if if the problem was that he didn't want to have children, like you know, clear as day, didn't want to. That's one thing but also, especially in this society, um, to not want to give your wife heirs uh, that can maybe keep her in safety is also a, is a bit a bit like selfish because whatever like for women, we talk a lot about the the having the right to say no, I don't want children. And for men, obviously mm-hmm. this, this conversation has to go both ways. but if she doesn't have, children if they don't have children when he dies uh which is probably gonna happen before her as usually does she's gonna be alone with no male heirs and like, you know, so what, what happens yes, then? Yes, but he has, he has,
0: well, what happens then for most ladies is a question mark, right? Uh-huh. But not, not for Daphne because he doesn't want her diary. uh uh-huh. Yeah. So, so everything is settled. She has a lot of money settled on her. That Anthony says, oh, you can use it for your children, but it doesn't have to be for her children. It is her money. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. So this she has, true. she she will have money, and she does have the support of her family. So for Daphne, Daphne is in a very special situation, I guess. Yeah, yeah true. But um, but in
1: general, this this refusal of him could be could be a bit selfish in the sense that it's not about wanting children or not. And it, the problem with him is not that he doesn't want to be a father. He just doesn't want to continue the bloodline. He doesn't like this whole thing of like not wanting to be a father. Like yes, but then there's no like if you if you have sex in those eyes, yeah There's... I don't
0: th- I don't think he understands that that's the case yeah. I think I think he has he has in his in his head it's both things mm-hmm. he doesn't want to have children because he doesn't want to continue the line he doesn't want to continue the line because he doesn't want to have children I think, he, yeah. I think yeah. he has he has attached those th- those two things uh, and we can see because we have seen it all now we, we know they are that you can detach them they are separate things they are separate issues mm-hmm. but he doesn't realize that I think that's possibly also the, the fact that he's worried that he will be like his father yeah yeah. I think there's many things that could be playing on his head. Whilst whilst Daphne has had a very loving family and she remembers her father. He he has terrible memories of his father yeah. and he doesn't he doesn't remember his mother. So he doesn't really have this kind of father figure uh to and to to like inspire him and to into and um aspire, aspire to be like, you know, he doesn't.
1: Yeah, that's often of the that. case, but at the same time I know people who've had abusive childhoods and you know uh, and that yeah. that all they want is to have a family because they want to start again. So it's like a thing that you know he 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 hasn't been able to see another option, another because his 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 answer to what happened to him is like, I had a shitty father, so I cannot be a father because I'm gonna do be like for him. many
0: reasons. Yeah, but but that's and not really. My, it, it would satisfy my father if I continue the line like his father's dead. Why does he? Yeah, care? exactly. Yeah, so. But, but i guess i guess our, our our the way the way our mind works is not often simple and from the outside it's yeah. very easy yeah. so we <laughs> to can judge him. a
1: character but it is interesting that the character character can open up all these possible like uh, all these interpretations that we are yeah
0: i think it makes him very kind of well um, Rodent, written yeah. in the show as well and yes, so that's another thing he says from the start that he doesn't want um her diary, which I think is such a big thing, and it's such a it's such a statement of saying she can be free and have her own money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... I'm not. She is not. She is not a, a commodity. I'm not buying this woman. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not marrying her to have her money, which is um, very kind of romance novel uh, to <laughs> that's, yeah, uh, you know, yeah to kind of show us that that he he actually uh, appreciates her for. Who she is, not what she's bringing into the ma- the marriage. Yeah, and yeah. So, um, we have. But he is very conflicted. We 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 see him, and I think this is a, an expert now that we see him very conflicted about everything.
1: <laughs> he's like all mess and dark circles and withdrawn, and like his his waistcoat is still on point, but still, but he's a bit is a bit disheveled, and he's like just, it's just not in it, and is a bit, no. is a bit, yeah. So he like. Guilty that he trapped. Basically, he thinks he trapped her into a marriage that wasn't. Um, that's gonna make her unhappy, which is something mm-hmm. that it is. she asks herself really. Like you know.
0: Yeah, and she knows. Like as far as she's concerned, at this point, he can't have children.
1: Yeah, and she talks about this and with she... her maid Rose. Yes, and they're they really have a close relationship, which is it's nice to see this relationship between servants and. Maids and and you know so like uh, they talk about it and Rose talks about an aunt of hers who uh is happily married that they don't have children and they lead a very happy life so that's also an interesting nod also to this whole debate about around wanting to have children or not which is still a thing nowadays for us and yeah and
0: exactly and I I think I think um I assume that the expectations in the nineteenth century were so much higher of course yeah you know like you you get married you have children full stop and they still are today to a certain extent people still ask that and, uh, and if you're a woman they if you re- if you reach your 30s and if you are in a relationship people will ask you when are you gonna have children mm-hmm. all, like all the time yeah if you're not in a relationship they're like you need to find a boyfriend to have a child yeah. yeah which is so ridiculous like it's like we are more than this i wonder if this is asked of men as well because i don't think it is asked to the same extent. Mm-hmm. Oh, especially because men especially cause men can have children uh, much later. Like they can father children much later. Yeah, that's in the life. case in
1: I think my family, what what you know, um uh, the only thing my grandma wants is not necessarily that she's forced she wants me to be a mom. She doesn't think that now is the moment for me to be a mom. She thinks I'm too young for that. <laughs> Weirdly enough, my grandma who's like but um she also wants to just wants to have more great-grandchildren and like she doesn't care like she, my dad also wants to have grandchildren because he wants to spoil them that's what they want <laughs> that's like okay, they don't care about it, your choice to have them or uh, adopt or do whatever you want do whatever you want i just want to spoil someone a baby i just want yes, to get, get get more cats
0: yeah you can spoil the cats yeah
1: and and then they, they kind of have a problem <laughs> with the fact well for women it's it's more pressing because you, there's a because of age Yeah, a date a uh, 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 Deadline. But it's very
0: nice how how uh, Daphne goes to her maid, and she will go to her maid later again, and you know uh, about about these issues. So she doesn't really, she's not really able to talk to other ladies, other women in of her social class about this. Mm-hmm. There are such tab- taboo subjects that she has to go to her maids to talk about it. But it's nice because I think it kind of it humanizes everybody, makes everyone more equal because they can talk about this. Yeah, and you kind of
1: get a little bit more how. Well, you'll see her later on with other married ladies uh, and how
0: yes. they will have this camaraderie. Once but- you're married, you can talk about it. But yeah. when, you're, when you're unmarried, you, you're alone. Yeah. You're basically alone. Um, and uh, I think this episode uh, does a good job as well of um, humanizing the queen. And this is uh, something that really caught my attention because throughout the first uh, four episodes... I was just a little bit bothered. Like I think the queen is amazing, and she's being portrayed in such a cool way. And at the same time, I was just like, there is nothing else to her. She is just like a bad bitch. She yeah. nothing else to yeah. her. She is just like fierce. And in this episode, we see her a little bit of her relationship with George III, the king who we know uh, is very bitch, supposed to have gone, yeah, to have gone mad. Um, and it's interesting how we see her struggles. So it kind of the show is also telling us: don't believe everything you see on the outside because yeah. you don't know what people are going through. Yeah, you know, behind closed doors, and this is very much an odd. And that. her
1: obsession with with um, with Daphne and and her nephew and everything, uh, and controlling that is is reflective of the fact that she can't control what's going on. in... What in her marriage really. She can't control many things. Mm-hmm. She's a queen. But she she and and the fact that it's like slipping through her fingers and that there's someone who knows more than she does, like Whistledown, causes her to yeah. go and 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 um so they have a scene with that she has a scene with Eloise where she basically you know
0: she tasks yeah. Eloise with finding out who Lady Whistledown is. So she's so obsessed with this controlling as well. She needs to control her environment and the whole she society. Is the, she, is the, she is the queen bee, you know. She is she is the one everyone should report to. Not Lady Whistledown. How does Lady Whistledown know more than she does? Yeah, yeah. And that. And I think that's that's what we have.
1: So we have a, a um, an enduring conversation. And it, if you see after watching this scene and later on, there's a scene before that, and like oh, I don't remember which episode, but when the servants come and say something about oh, you want to tell tell her something? She's like. What is it? Is it something with my husband? Is whatever. And then they like, no, let's so, so, so go. Like she, and the, it seems like she doesn't care. But then in this episode, you see that she she really does. does. But it's like yeah.
0: stressful also yeah. to deal with that. It is stressful, and we also see a little more of her uh, when because because so let's go back. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. The
0: the special license they want so much is refused, mm-hmm. and Daphne and Simon are forced to go uh, on an audience with the Queen. To ask for a special license, mm-hmm. to plead with the Queen for a special license. And we see a lot of humanity there, both from them and from her. But I think, uh, again, and in this show, I love the fact that this show doesn't hide that it is an adaptation of a romance novel. It doesn't try to be what it isn't. Mm-hmm. In, in what sense? Because this is very... In, in, in the, so, in I think there are many, um, uh, there are many examples of that, but this is one of them. For example, they have to go to the Queen and plead their case, and Daphne starts and she's a bit, she's a bit cold and she starts, you know, oh, we, we, we want to get married because we love each other. She's very, you know, she doesn't go into it, and then side it was love of first sight, she says, and, and then Simon, and obviously you expect that from your romantic hero, he just takes over and he explains no, it wasn't love of first sight, but now you know she's my best friend you know and that, that there's a whole kind of beautiful love like declaration of love to someone else to like to the queen yeah. but for Daphne mm-hmm. so he, he 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 talks about his love almost it, it's in public can you be more public than talking to talking about it to the queen like he's just talking to the head of state uh, so I think that's very kind of all kind of these bold movements a very romance novel yeah like yeah. and she then Daphne's just looking at him and thinking wow yeah like
1: it is. <laughs> he's, he's Says an important thing. It was it's friendship more than and then it became something more. But it's also but at the base basis Friends of it is the, the basis of it. Yeah. So yeah. um, so I think also obviously the the queen is moved and convinced. Um. And talks
0: about the friendship and love and all that jazz. And um, and they are and they are married. They have a very. I love the wedding ceremony. It's very t- small. And, uh, and <laughs> as much as the ceremony is small, the party is no, big. obviously that has to be. <laughs> it's like it, it. It was a bit triggering, you know, because COVID. So when you see people <laughs> to, like gathering together, you're like, "What are you doing? Where's your mask? Stop. Stay away from people." <laughs> <laughs> so that that
1: obviously COVID affected my affected my entertainment.
0: Um, yeah our perception of reality when we watch so tv weird. is just going to move uh, let us know if it's happened to you as well because i think it's happened to a lot of people that when sometimes you watch tv and you see people close together and just like what are you doing like
1: leave what are go you go
0: home the <laughs> wrongest the wrong, us, the wrong is gonna get you look but like uh, get, uh, where yours where is your hand sanitizer
1: <laughs> but it's like the thing is that when the beginning of the pandemic this is just a small little detour in the beginning of the pandemic i was it was happening to me with everything that I, every like work of art that I consumed, like especially like books as well. Like the first thing, first time I read something at the, uh, after the onset of the pandemic, I was like, why no don't touch each other no what, hugs what and i was like and then obviously i got used to Stop it shaking hands. <laughs> and, and with reading i just got used to you know I, I just you know well this is a whole other thing my suspension of disbelief and it's not that it it, it 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 affects my viewing that of like shows and stuff that much but i with movies and television and stuff i still feel a little bit more um uh, influenced by this because I guess because I've seen things that were filmed during the pandemic and I've seen like things like I was like watching the U- UK um, RuPaul's Drag Race UK and they had to stop filming and, and go back and then i saw the little docu documentary they did with all like, the queens during lockdown and they like they filmed they did like vlogs and filmed themselves so like you're aware of these things you're aware that they're like there's there are limitations to filmings of, of things that you're watching now whereas in books mm-hmm. i don't know i haven't gone and looked for books that were written about this pandemic but i know there are yeah. but like you know so it, it kind of makes a little bit of a difference in the way you but it's just like yeah with Viderson i was like it's easier because it's another, it's a whole other time. Yes, and, it's a yeah. different time. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. That's definitely true. But it is, it is funny how the, our perception kind of changes a little, especially with visual media, right? Yeah. Especially with TV and things like that. When we see people hugging and shaking hands. And it's not
1: something you're used to <laughs> seeing anymore without, without, no, without a bit of no, worry, no, you know?
0: Not in, <laughs> not in real life or even doing, you know? Kind of just you hug the people you live with and that's about it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least if you're, if you're being careful, if you're like,
0: you should be <laughs> hugging only the people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's just put it out there like that. Um, uh, and just, I think, just before we get to uh, the main wedding party, I just want to uh, make a detour because it will, it will be it will be important at the wedding mm-hmm. with a whole thing that like uh, we have Marina and Penelope and Colin. So we have this uh, like this triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marina is very much decided that Colin would be the perfect father for her child which is not wrong. I'm sure he would be good at it, um, even though he's very young. And she tells Penelope about it. Penelope is very concerned because we have, we've seen Penelope. She is pining for Colin from, you know, from offstage most of the time. Uh, And she's watching, she watches him, you know, kind of sail across the the ballroom and dance with everybody else. And he does dance with her. He is lovely to her as well. Um, But, but he's clearly like in kind of besotted with uh, Marina and he wants, you know, and, and Marina wants to take advantage of that. And I mean, she's not wrong because otherwise she's going to have to marry some weird old guy um, who thinks who, who, who wants to buy her like a horse. So I understand. And, and that Penn she is says also... something to
1: her, like, you know, don't, but, but, but not with Colin, he's a good guy. And Marina's like, so do you want me to marry a, a bad guy? Who's going to treat me badly? And, you know, why, why can't exactly. I why don't I deserve a good guy but obviously the problem that causes everything and at the end when they found out like the problem is that she wasn't honest with him maybe if she were honest with him and said look I'm pregnant my my
0: yeah well but but then we have to understand that she couldn't she, couldn't, she felt yeah. that she couldn't be honest so at the at the wedding party Marina finds out that the man she was uh Going to have to marry is now engaged to someone else, which you know, very good. <laughs> She's happy
1: about that. Rutledge, the She's man she was going to, not uh, again, not the publishing house, the the man, not the publishing <laughs> house.
0: <laughs> uh, but she has uh, spoken to uh, Lady Featherington, and she now knows that she doesn't have very long to convince Colin to marry her. Mm. And she tries to seduce Colin. She takes Colin to, like, she says she needs some air, and she takes him to. They go to a private room and mm-hmm. shut the door. And she tries. Yes, she tries to get to to get it on with Colin. Colin, to his credit, resists her. However, <laughs> he asks us asks her to marry him. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> fool. No, I think sometimes he is a fool. <laughs> I think sometimes like. <laughs> I just this is just
1: uh, again this is one thing is my expectation of the character one thing is uh, you know I cannot judge a the adaptation for things that I I wish it was it's not I but yeah. I just like uh, uh, it's a personal opinion of mine I don't think that they're bad actors in Marina or the the, um, the actors who play them but mm-hmm. I think they don't have chemistry. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't sense the chemistry, and I, it might be that I, I don't, I don't take Colin seriously yet, or as, a, as the character that I remember from the book yet. So, because the book starts on him uh, a bit older, and a bit more, mm-hmm. you know, well traveled and known, and you know, he's a, a bit more in the and he's then a more interesting character, and Penelope as well will be wiser, older, and more. Um, so. I don't at the moment I just feel like meh. I, I don't and I don't see the whole uh when she tries to seduce him is very I, it's very staged because I mean Marina not the actress who plays Marina, but Marina is not a good actress necessarily. She's just a girl trying yes, to trap she, she, the, she,
0: this guy. But And she and she has motives, she's not doing it. She, she's not she's not a gold digger. She's doing it because she needs to secure herself and her child yeah, somehow. Yeah. Uh, and she doesn't want to be with someone. Is she like she? She's basically she's accepted that she needs to marry someone, but she doesn't really. And you know, in fairness, she doesn't want to marry someone terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's just. I mean, I, I don't blame her. I wouldn't want to marry a publishing house guy either. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I don't know why. Like it's a it's a academic thing because I see r- Routledge all the time when I'm like doing my r- references, and then it's a Routledge Routledge. Um, So it's just, when they said Lord Rutledge, I was like, yes, uh, the
0: publishing house, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, we don't tell, so um, we don't know. I mean, by we, I mean the Tone doesn't find out about Colin and Penelope, not Colin and Penelope, Colin and Marina just yet, because they decide not to tell anyone because it's Daphne's day, that's what he says. Mm -hmm. And, you know, fair enough, it is is Daphne's day and they don't want to ruin it. I think that part of it is... So it's easier to break that engagement later on because if they tell society they have a lot, hard, a lot more, you know, trouble trying to to break the engagement. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if it comes to it, Penelope is not very happy about what she sees is, hap- is happening around her, yeah. and
1: she um, wants to die
0: basically. She, she, you know, I wish I wish I was dead. Basically, <laughs> that's, been, that's Penelope during this episode, um, and I do, and you do feel for yeah. her, and. Um, she has watched like, sex they, they essentially. I think that's what we uh, we are shown that they have grown up together, uh, the Bridgetons and the Featheringtons, kind of, you know, being neighbors and all that. And now she has to see the men she loves kind of falling for someone who she knows has a secret. And I mean, I I don't think she means badly, At least not at, not at this moment. Um, but she is worried about Colin. Yeah, which you know, I can't I can't blame her. I mean, she is that that he's being
1: fooled into this situation. Um, if he likes Marina and she likes him back but he, she knows that Marina not that she doesn't like him but she's doing that out of convenience and not out of love or like really like exactly. him exactly so it's
0: and it's more than more than convenience e- even like she is she is she is pregnant yeah and honestly as much as I I totally understand why Marina has to do what she does because I I understand I think I feel her plight I feel for her at the same time it's, to- it's completely unfair to Colin yeah
1: yeah, and knowing that he wants to travel, he wants to do other things. But, but yeah.
0: Yeah, because there's also, again, again this double standard that Colin is very young, but he's not that young. He's, like, he he's older than Daphne, and Daphne is getting married, but Colin is too young for marriage because men were expected to travel the world and go on their, kind of, the tour of the continent. You know, they were expected to do a lot more before settling down, whilst women were expected to marry at, you know, 17.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's... <laughs> uh, so they... Uh, I was gonna say something about them and I forgot what was that yeah but like Penn also is seen by Colin and all the British friends as a sister so it's not that they don't care about yes. her but she's and, the, and getting out of the sister slash friend zone is hard and she's gonna have mm-hmm. a a rough climb for that one <laughs> Yes,
0: definitely. Um, But that kind of sets the stage
1: for for you know what will happen in the next episodes and will happen in next What is to come. Yeah, Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, Another another thing that I really like uh, about well, not like I think that you know call my attention is one Daphne and Simon are basically not talking to each other. They just kind of exchange glances during their wedding party. They don't talk to each other, and Lady Violet is like. need to talk to Daphne. I need to tell her a few things. (laughs) (laughs) Now is the time. (laughs) Now is the time. Uh, you know, I, it's not like I had her whole life to teach her things. I'm going to teach her everything I can in 10 minutes before she has to Also doing, just Uh, before
1: we start, talk about the scene, um, during the party itself, uh, the reception. Daphne is a bit overwhelmed because everyone comes to her and talks about family, 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 and she knows that, or at least she thinks that, yes. she's not going to have one. So having to mm-hmm. having to pose like that, and then people also talking about the wedding night. The queen saying that she's going to enjoy the wedding night the earlier. Yeah, like everyone kind of you know hinting at that, and then they not really talking to each other. But then, so she's it's very overwhelming, and then she she leaves the room, and then we see them. Violet and Daphne together to talk about you know the birds and the bees,
0: but but not but not really you know. As 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 Lucy said earlier, I think um, Lady Violet assumes that Daphne knows more than she does because they had a meeting in the garden, <laughs> um, Daphne and Simon. So she doesn't think she needs to tell Daphne as much as she as Daphne needs to know. Mm-hmm. Daphne doesn't know she's going into it blind. She doesn't know anything. Yeah. I love the reference to. Um, the basset dogs they had when Daphne was a child the and they both laugh yeah they both they both uh, they both laugh at it uh, because they realize obviously they're Simon Bassett yeah you know, <laughs> basset hounds i was
1: um so i love that but so like they have the talk but not really because they are english upper class ladies <laughs> like they because it's uh, it's they all have their limitations it's all hinted here and there and you know about like Violet kind of says it's good because you like each other and then Daphne's like I don't know if we do like or she says that it's all worth it because then at the end you'll have family a baby and, yes. and she's like you know what if you don't have babies and what is but she kind of wants to know what apart from the babies what you know what is the act that makes the babies. <laughs>
0: Um, it does the and does I don't care the, it, about the babies. The, I, don't want, I care about how you make it. And can you do, can you can you can you kind of perform the act if you can't have babies? Yeah, she also doesn't know that, she doesn't understand yeah. uh, why. And, and again, let's remember that she believes that Simon cannot have children, or that he doesn't want to, yeah,
1: yeah. So she
0: believes that he can't.
1: It's all a, an issue uh, of, of language there,
0: yes. Also, and then and then, like, they, they talk very briefly, and then a servant comes and just says, Hi, Chris. <laughs> oh, hi, I thought there was no cameras. <laughs> no, there, there is no camera, Chris. It's just, no, there's a camera. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought it was just, we're gonna have to cut this now. But... Oh, do you, I, thought, I, I, I was being silent on purpose. This is Lucy's <laughs> fault. Yeah, it's my fault. Hi, Chris. We can just keep this. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> Lady Violet and uh, Daphne then talk for about only 10 minutes. It's very, very brief until a servant comes and says, The carriage is ready. They are leaving now. Uh Um, And then we move on to another romance novel trope, which is we have to spend a wedding night at an inn.
1: (laughs) Which is important because it's a a neutral, it's a middle ground. It's not his house. It's not, uh, and it's a place where they're kind of
0: anonymous. Well, mm-hmm. yes, I mean we see that Daphne didn't, and I totally understand her, because imagine this girl probably never actually had to spend the night at an inn in her life. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Most uh, we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of um, a lot of references to uh, the Bridgerton uh, Stately House in in it's in Kent, it's Aubrey How- Aubrey Hall. We haven't seen a lot of references. Uh, I'm sure it will appear. I'm sure this will come uh, in mm-hmm. the next uh, seasons. But this is very close to London. They could travel in a day. They didn't have to spend time um, you know, in at inns. At spending, an inn, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They they could just travel back and, and forth. So um she has this first experience on her wedding night, which, you know, sucks. She's <laughs>
1: not she's not super happy about spending her wedding night at an inn. And I think she's the problem really is that uh he hadn't he failed to tell her and he realized, oh yeah, I thought I as, you know, obviously they are not communicating and that's the bigger problem the problem is not that it, there is a problem with spending it at an inn because she's she has a lot of expectations about the wedding night but or maybe i, I don't know if she has expectations because she has no idea what what it entails but
0: i think i think it kind of shows it just it just portrays again how they are not talking to each other and they're not communicating as you said they're not you know yeah, that's the not 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 not. Tell. And I think that there was very much kind of again nineteenth century, like the man makes all the decisions and the woman just follows along.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's Daphne's got...
0: clearly not happy about that
1: <laughs> because they didn't talk at all during the wedding reception. So when was he gonna say to her that they're gonna like? I think he just. But yes, the fact but that surely he didn't they had time about... before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. So they go to an inn. I just want to say that the next scene reminds me a lot of uh, the scene in Pride and Prejudice, the 95 adaptation, BBC adaptation, the scene where Mr. Darcy declares his love to Elizabeth. Uh, Not because, in in, in no way is is Simon saying anything Mr. Darcy like, but I don't know, the, the mood and the room reminds me so much of that other I, scene so it's it's, I think it's, it's very dark isn't
0: it because in 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 the 95 adaptation they are at mr, mr. collins house mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. yeah. it's all very dark kind of wooden you know it's yeah. all yeah so it's very strange you know environment and this weird conversation by the fire
1: and and kind of not like misunderstanding each other but because that's what happens she gets angry because he's like he says something about sleeping in the other room and she's like, what is that? Is this how is this going to be like, is that what you expected? And he's like, he didn't want to be like um disrespectful towards her, but then
0: like, so they're, they're clearly having communication problems." That's the problem. Yes. And I think as, as a lot of, uh, a lot of plot happens because of this, not just in Bridgerton and many other, you know, novels and TV shows, it's just because the characters don't talk to each other. Just
1: talk to each other. <laughs> the-
0: The amount of times I've been watching TV and I was like, if you just talk about it, it will not happen. I know there will be no episode if you talk to each other because you just resolve, like, solve your problem in five minutes. But, you know, maybe it's for the best. Maybe maybe the plot plot needs you to talk. You need to talk.
1: It is interesting how avoiding conflict is what causes conflict. Because people don't want to talk because they're... Yes, that's the moment. That was very deep. Yeah. No, but that's in life, like, not talking about series but about re- people's relationships and people's re- uh like i know so many people who are like oh i don't i i avoid conf- confrontation i avoid conflict but then because you avoid it you are causing the conflict yeah. and if, I, hate, if you- I hate
0: confrontation but definitely sometimes you do need to talk to people because otherwise there's a lot unsaid and unresolved and then just-
1: this is it's true like, to my my own like kind of thing, my own relationship with my my friends and my like the way I just I sometimes avoid it, and I I'm I'm not I'm not I don't think of myself as a person who avoids conflict and confrontation, but I do like everyone does a little bit, but like the, this this whole like running away from it that that you just you just bury it deep and then you at one point it will come out and it will create a, a a horrible conflict that might not be able you might not be able to solve,
0: so it's like just talk. But maybe we've learned this from um fiction people don't talk about things so we won't talk about things either yeah but also we need to
1: you, the, the, our poor therapists are trying to so hard <laughs> on the like fiction is pulling you for, to one side and then our ther- uh, therapists are pulling you to the other side it's just
0: because we get we get all the catharsis we need from fiction so we don't actually have to talk about our real life problems yeah true True that. True that. Guys, so, we're not we're not actually saying this. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, back to
1: the fiction. Um they are talking and um and they are like kind of misunderstanding each other and like, you know, I don't know, I know you don't care for me, but at least you could like pretend blah, 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 blah. And
0: he's like, I burn for you. And this is the um <laughs> This scene, I think, is used to uh, convince people to watch Bridgerton if they haven't. It's used as uh, it's the post it's the poster scene of Bridgerton. Like if you want to, if you want to say, oh, what's this show about? It's about burning. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: it's a bit like it's funny that Daphne thought that he didn't because they I fuck a lot, even though she a doesn't lot. know what fucking is. They do. I- a lot so he clearly burns for her
0: this is this is our, our attempt to uh, not swear on this uh, out of the window <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah well i you know you know
1: you know there is there are studies saying that people who swear are smarter so there you go that this is
0: true also if you're watching Bridgeton, you probably you know are of a certain age
1: yeah yeah don't watch bridgerton if you're if you're if you're I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know or do, maybe. Or I do, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, they say You know, they, when I end up like Daphne. Yeah, exactly. That it's it's an edu- it's educational, really.
0: <laughs> Apart yes, from exactly the it.
1: fact that it is educational and like, let us talk about that. Uh, it's interesting how it's um the sec the, the 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 sex scene that it that follows. Like they burn for each other. So they're going to basically take each other's clothes off. But mm-hmm. in a nice little, um, polite English way, uh, <laughs> they do that, and it's this the the this it's based on like it's from a f- the female gaze, so you see his butt, you see him undressing, but like filmed from from below, so it's kind of like she's lying on the bed and he's undressing in front of her. It's tasteful. It's very tasteful because that's usually usually they focus on the woman's body. Mm-hmm. getting dressed, and you don't see yeah i just must say you don't see daphne's nipples and that's that's new girl that is new. new that
0: is new
1: and that's that's well well uh thought of because you know also because it's a bit it's a bit taboo but i, I just i just yeah. get a bit annoyed at sex scenes always being about the woman undressing and the man mm-hmm. being hmm Just, just thrusting something, you know, just, just not even caring enough to. So it's, it's really nice, and it's a service to the, the
0: audience who likes to see. Um, But, but I think also, and this is uh, the, um, the most kind of uh, controversial part of it, and it's something that I, I had a friend of mine ask me about, like what I thought about it, and I think this is a, this is an issue. This is an issue with uh, some romance novels. I think some of them do address it, um, on the page. And Bridgerton, I think, tries to address it, but doesn't really do it. Mm. Maybe because, again, it's this alternative reality where this is not a problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Daphne, this girl who knows nothing about what's about to happen, just (laughs) does it. And, and, you know, (laughs) everything happens very smoothly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And life. When it doesn't usually in life. But, I mean, it's a, a thing. So,
1: so virtue breaks with a few a few rules of the genre and the rules of television which is great but it's still a show that's in within its own genre which is this like romance novel/period dramas so the thing is um it does great things ab- with with showing the female gaze and but at the same time and focusing a little a little bit more on female pleasure but at mm-hmm. but at the same time it does
0: like it's not, it does focus. It does focus a lot more on it. You could it's say.
1: It's not honest enough about. Um, it's like still. There's... It's
0: still like you're still still all wearing rose tinted glasses. You know. Yeah,
1: I I just and saw... everything
0: is perfect. Uh, One thing that
1: annoys that. me a little bit is that, for example, in fiction in general, in TV, on TV and movies and stuff, uh, and we are all a little bit influenced by that. Let's be clear. Like, but mm-hmm. whatever you watch, if it's porn, if it's like regular shows where there are sex scenes sex is never fun sex is always like serious and it's 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 quick and it's like about a a a, a we have uh, a
0: goal and we have to goal. reach yeah. the goal
1: and that's ve- it's a very masculine way of thinking about sex and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not even masculine it's just like the way fiction does that but also like it it's it takes it takes away the fun of the and the processed part part of it and, and how messy it is Messy and funny and like you know, there's weird sounds and there's uh, you you <laughs> giggles. There's stuff. so it it's it's fun. It's so the thing is, what what make me made me a bit disappointed in this scene specifically is that you can see she's very nervous. She knows nothing about what's gonna happen, and they have an, a friendship beforehand, and they have also an educational friendship because he basically taught her how to touch herself. So he this scene could have been so much more um, realistic but fun because they are finding each other, they are like they are, you know, discovering, he knows more than she does, of course, but they are like discovering Yeah, but not, this... about, but not about
0: her. He yeah, so
1: they're about... discovering each other um, and it could be f- fun and it could be like a bit more relaxed but with that nervousness that she's feeling but like you know so it it, it, there there was more potential in their specific relationship that they built through the other episodes to to make this a scene that was a little bit more realistic not in the sense of like you know she did make like wince a little bit when he she, she felt a bit of pain but it was very quick she just you know it was it was very quick for her to feel pleasure, and for her to, and that's not like it could be more about less about that that goal and that aim of whatever, and more about other things because, because I think their relationship builds on this because it's different than the relationship between Anthony and Sienna, who are both like well, like you know, confident about themselves, and they they don't they don't have like a and, romantic and they relationship. Seem to have, they seem
0: to have more fun. Yeah. Oh, they do. But again, but if you think about the fact that they don't actually have this kind of um, commitment and, you know, kind of friend, they have a friendship, but it's different. It's not not at the same level. They're not um, as close to one another yeah. and as, as Daphne and Simon are. So it you would have expected more from the scene with Daphne and Simon.
1: So they had an opportunity to to make the scene a bit more because they have they even have like a, an intimacy um Coach, I think coach it is. and whatever and yeah. and oh, I just realized one thing. We talked a lot about their sexing, but we just realized we completely missed talking about Benedict's orgy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. So just just quickly because we are running out this of is time. A, this is a this
0: is an addendum, <laughs> in,
1: uh, an addendum that's quite important. I mean, um, the Oscar Wilde character takes um takes Benedict into his den of of pleasures.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's the same place. So uh, if you remember in the previous episode, he has gone to Bloomsbury to you know kind of meet meet all the artists in the paint, community, and, yeah, and the painters and you know the poets. And in this scene, we see another. It's not all about making art, <laughs> or I mean, it is maybe I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: there's yeah, art with 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 what what canvas and what. Uh... <laughs> well, it's kind of like um, so he sees Benedict is uh flirting with um uh madame de la croix who is also hanging out there which is important to note. so she's like part of that world and they are about to get it on <laughs> and he sees he opens the door he's looking
0: for he's looking for a room i think yeah
1: and he is op- literally getting a room getting literally. a room yeah and he opens the door and sees lord grenville with his um lover like his the love of With his life, as, as we find out, but it's another man. So he gets like, um, uh, gets a bit shook, and then he came comes back, and then the Genevieve the is like calling him, and there's this other lady, and they kind of have a threesome. So that's the thing. So he's like, he's really enjoying it, but he's a bit shook about what he saw. Then at Daphne's wedding, Lord Granville was there, and Lord Granville's, um, lover, wife is also there. Wife and lover is also there. So he goes and like confronts him and then there's his wife there and it's like oh the wife is also one of it, it was like
0: the lord granville's
1: woman. yeah it was lord granville's wife um genevieve and, yep. and benedict on the yep. threesome so he kind of like oh so there's all these things going on on in the background there's all these other you know all these other worlds that are connected somehow other people are doing things that are not you know
0: that and in this, society, uh, they
1: don't show, but they are uh, actually doing more things that he would expect. So it's like it's a big education for Benedict. As it all. is.
0: Well, Benedict is also being educated in this episode. But <laughs> I think it's also important to uh, for our expectations as fans, uh, because in the previous episode we talked about Benedict, yeah. and I think this uh, is interesting for many reasons, because this episode shows us that being gay is not something that you do on the you know bright light of day. Mm-hmm. You do that hidden. Mm -hmm. That is not something that people do. People know about, or if they do, they pretend they don't. Mm -hmm. So it's not uh, as many things as we don't. We don't really know the rules that govern this um, universe and this society properly. We kind of we're finding out about them, but we Mm -hmm. know that, or at least it seems to be the case that this man marries a woman and he is in love with another man, and but he's not allowed to be with this man.
1: Yeah, but it's important to note. That his wife doesn't seem
0: to have a problem with that because that means she also has sexual
1: freedom to experiment and to go on threesomes yes. with random
0: Yes. Oh well, she knows and... she knows where her husband is as well. Yeah, like she's
1: there as well. She knows that he's there and she's there is also having fun. So,
0: so we have been speculating uh on the possibilities here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of what they will do. I don't know what they will do yet. And we can't know. And, and Benedict's story is not the next. Next we'll have Anthony's next series. Mm-hmm. But it's worth kind of speculating. We know that people during those days did li- lead kind of almost double lives. You know, they had they, their private lives. were very different from their, you know, their, their public lives. Mm-hmm. So there'll be, there might be something like that. I wonder if you'll make a marriage of convenience and it's literally not just money related, but of convenience being like, he has a wife, so society is pleased, but behind closed doors, whatever he happens. He can happens. pretty much
1: be also be by and have a wife who is a bit more... because then we find out throughout the seasons so that being married... But being friends with your husband, which is the case of Lord Granville and his wife, is like it helps the woman as well. Like, Cause then she has the freedom. If the if Yes. Uh, yes so that the, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's gay and he married her for convenience, but like Benedict could be by marry a woman who doesn't mind that he wants to experiment and wants to experiment herself. And that that kind of freedom in there, that, that might be interesting to see. In this setting, in Regency England, you yeah. know.
0: Obviously, we are just, uh, just speculating. Just yeah, speculating. <laughs> we do not know anything that's going to happen. Um, if we have news, I don't think there are many news. I, I think they are just about to start recording. If they haven't started recording se- uh, season two, so.
1: Yeah. So the there's they should be shooting it at this like some at some point in this next. Uh, year and this year that's uh, this not year been, like, I think yeah, yeah. yeah I know year. that
0: I know I saw uh Nicola Nicola Coughlin saying that they're doing uh fittings and they're you know getting the wigs and the dresses and all that ah, okay. so they yeah. should sh- they, they should start soon hopefully Yay. corona permitting yeah which is so let's common. see what
1: will happen then with the but but then yeah sorry for this detour but like we were, we were at the, I thought we had talked enough about the final scene of the Simon list. and
0: Daphne, and and we will definitely talk about Simon and Daphne again because you know the, uh, from next episode onwards. Yeah, uh, <laughs> next
1: episode is the one that you shouldn't watch when your parents uh, are with you. Uh, definitely not. Just no, or anyone
0: that you know, like your gra- your granny, you know, yeah, your I mean, aunts and uncles. Don't don't watch with them. No, so, yeah, fine. better not. Better not just watch yeah. it alone with your headphones at night. <laughs> Might be a better <laughs> true. <idea. laughs> True. Yes. And, and I think even though they put all that in, it's always kind of a trope of romance novels that, you know, that appears. Um, I, I like that. I, I like that it's there. I think it's, I think it is important for it because it is a, a, an adaptation of a romance novel. You kind of okay. have to have What that. is there? What is there? Sorry. What all, all, the, all, all, all of Everything. their scenes, all around Cliveden, all of their scenes. <laughs> yes
1: so we'll see that next <laughs>
0: episode next episode is gonna be steamy we're gonna try what, to keep uh, it keep it decent in in here uh we never even said this episode is called the duke and i which is the name of the novel ah. very nice and i wonder if they'll always mention the we'll always have one episode that is that has the name of the novel maybe maybe because I, I will look forward to that that'll be
1: interesting <laughs> to see
0: like how it yeah maybe
1: it's the, the middle episode of all seasons.
0: It just depends on where it falls, right? Because yeah. the next, because uh, the Viscount who loved me, I wonder if that's towards the end of the season, because, you know, yeah. book two, I wonder, because when when they finally uh, find, Their timelines know, are reach an understanding. Right? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah,
1: Okay, so yes. this has been episode five of our post-colonials in Patrick Coats and, um,
0: and of Bridgerton as well.
1: Of Bridgerton as well. Yeah. Like, so we're following <laughs> the episodes of Bridgerton and the episode of the podcast. So, um see you next. He, like, not see you, but you.
0: You will us. hear us next
1: time. <laughs> <laughs> bye,
0: bye. You've been listening to Postcolonials in Petticoats, where we dissect period dramas, old and new. Thanks for joining
1: us. Until next time.